Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. Tonight, I'm joined in the studio by an absolute titan of the beautiful game, a man who can tell you more information about mid-2000s third division U.S. soccer than Wikipedia ever could. He has recently returned from the desolate, wild wasteland of Pennsylvania, from where he seamlessly drafted one of the most fantastic fantasy football teams of 2019. That's up for debate. I don't know. But he did so using the wonderful Sleeper app. Shameless plug for the Sleeper app. Thank you for making our lives better and more enriching. (laughs) In short, there is simply nothing that this man can't do. Scott, I look forward to discussing all things Sacred Public with you tonight. How are you? I made a trade today. You did make a trade. I did not see this. And the person you made a trade with tried to absolutely... Screw me <laughs> with his player. He's like, I'll give you, uh, I'll take, Who? I'll take both, I'll take both of your good wide receivers, and I'll give you a starting running back for San Antonio or something. They don't even have a football team, San Diego. <laughs> but they don't even. He's gonna start for like two weeks, and then someone's gonna come back, and then he'll be back on the bench. So it, he, I almost got, yeah, I yeah. Got, almost got taken advantage of. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait. I want to know about this trade. I yeah. did not hear about this. I was at the lake all day. I didn't have service. What was the trade? Uh, okay, so the trade was not that anybody listening to the podcast cares. Oh, yeah. uh, if you listen, if you play fantasy football, you tell might, us what you think care. about the trade. Yeah. Um, so I traded away mm. Kenny Galladay, Darwin uh-huh. Thompson, uh-huh. and Kalen Balage. Whoa. For Josh Jacobs. All right. And Nikhil Harry. I feel like I know four out of those five people. Well, that's good. I needed a running back. You need bad. Mm, so I got like, one. Mm. You paid a lot for him. Mm, not as debatable. I think you did. I, yeah. We're not going to talk fantasy football. Right, right, right. What we are going to talk about now. is who is also joining me in the studio tonight. Uh. Tonight in the studio is the man who has also drafted a wonderful fantasy football team. So wonderful, in fact, yeah. that Yahoo Sports gave him a draft grade of A minus. While his fantasy draft game might have been, might have the slightest room for improvement, I certainly don't see how this man's ability to analyze all things SRFC could get any better. Aww. Thomas and Avulsen may be banging in all the goals right now, but it's the 916 Republic's very own host, Zach, who is winning Sacramento's hearts. Zach. <laughs> I look forward to absolutely ending your life in fantasy football this season. That took a turn. But before I do that, I just have to know, how are you tonight? I'm doing real good. I'm a little sunburnt. A little sunburnt. Spent the whole day at the uh, lake, found an amazing visor. I will not say what I said about the hat. It's um, not amazing. It's an amazing visor. It's, not. it's it, really not. It, it has it's a, pink. Well, I, I think it used to be pink. It it's has now more of a white. Several mm-hmm. suspicious stains. Yes. Um, I'm wearing it right a, now. I have a theory. I'm loving it. It's a good theory. Yes. I can't wait to test it. <laughs> Zach, Zach literally looks like he should be a retired grandma in Florida yeah. playing some mini golf while drinking a... A White Claw. I'm down. Those, those are the thing while, right now. While drinking a uh, slightly sugary alcoholic beverage before his <laughs> nap time, a.k.a. sleep time, Bedtime. comes around 3% in like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach. I don't care. Shame, shamelessly, I'll take that. I will take that any I day. Think that I sounds know. like a great day. I just don't want to know the diseases that are on your head. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you look great. <laughs> well, in, in conclusion, I'm doing great today. Oh, I'm wonderful, doing fantastic. Wonderful. And I'm doing good too. And I, I just have to let the people know, okay, 
the first maybe is this your second year playing fantasy nolan yeah no yeah. Third, third this is your third, third year yeah, third. the first two years nolan has played fantasy it football was, it was like right. ooh, this might not work out yeah but this year i have to say he drafted a very good team thank you Scott. which just goes yeah. to show that thank he you. is a researcher at heart yes i am absolutely put him in a league with a bunch of freshman yeah. Boys, mm. and he takes it more seriously than ever before. That's true. I'm just saying. That's true. <laughs> I got to impress my homies, <laughs> so I did my work. Freshmen and, and high school boys. I want to put that out there. Yeah, not yeah, college. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Young men. Young men. Well, I'm gonna kill him. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of young, yeah. there is a very young major league soccer team now in St. Louis. What? See that transition? That was beautiful. We said it was going to happen last week, and it did. We called it. Major League Soccer announced today, which is Tuesday, that St. Louis will become the next expansion team in Major League Soccer. Now, we prefaced this last show that this shouldn't change our opinions, our thoughts about Major League Soccer coming to Sacramento. Now that it has happened, what is our feeling? I think um, we knew that St. Louis was going to be announced before the, um, as the first of the two bids that are open right now. Of the first of the two bids that are open right now. And so, um, yeah, I I wouldn't get discouraged. We recently, we'll, we'll touch on it later, but um, read an article with Sacramento's general manager, Todd Donovan, and he said um, he's 100% certain and confident that MLS is coming to Sacramento, and he's uh, seeing the deal as it happens behind the scenes. So I think there is just a lot um, to be done before Sacramento is officially now announced, um, but I wouldn't lose hope. And I also wouldn't lose sight of this USL season because um, we often get caught up in this MLS talk and forget about the great football that's happening at the moment. So, yeah, I think I think it, which it's kind of ironic because I think it's it has a lot to do with money and funding, um, which is ironic because after that first season for the Republic, these I think is when these MLS kind of talks began. It's like, oh, well, maybe Sacramento could get an MLS team. And at that time, we had definitely had the funding. But just the the progress that United States soccer has seen in the last, you know, literally just the last five years, especially the last, like, 10, 15 years, but, you know, even the last five years, money's gone from a strength for us to maybe not necessarily a weakness, but there's other viable um cities with way more money than us and st louis is kind of an example of that so i i think for me it's 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 a little disheartening because we've been here before i I would like to this to just happened already because i'm impatient but yeah it is encouraging um and we'll talk about that in a second this this interview with todd donovan it's encouraging to hear him um well well, let's just talk about it now so it's not to cut you off zach but there was a really good interview um by will hodges the editor of indomitable indomitable city soccer with todd dunavant so he does these it looks like the title of the series was like sunday interviews or sunday sit downs or something Mm -hmm. like that so he interviews he interviews somebody from kind of behind the scenes i don't think it's players it's usually um front office staff or Uh stuff like that so he interviewed Todd Donovan, and we're not going to talk about the whole interview, but it it is really good. Um, I encourage you guys to go. Yeah, if you got to find it, got some time. Go, yeah, go if read you got that. ten minutes to to read something about Sacramento Republic, go do that. Um, but in there, he talks about he being Todd Donovan um, was asked that 
or asked about um, Major League Soccer and how how he just kind of feels about it, and he he basically very boldly said, that "There's yeah. no way that we don't get a team." Like he was I was very confident. I am 100% confident that we are going to get a team soon too. Yeah, and he said soon. So take that for what you will. I mean, it's, he's not coming out and saying, "Yeah, I have been told." per this source, that we are getting this expansion team. He's just saying, I'm 100% confident. Which is significant, because I think people in these positions, like, again, he's our GM, just in case we didn't say that already. He's he's our general manager. Um, People in these positions, it's not common that they're this explicit about things, about these matters. It's not common, but again, like, my common, I guess, rebuttal to that is, what is he supposed to say? Like, if he downplays it, then it's like, oh, hey, maybe they're not getting a team. If he upplays it, then it just means that the excitement is even more there for the, the fan yeah. base and stuff. So yeah, like, I guess that's true. It's not like he's in the negotiation. I remember the question being, like, how much did a potential Major League Soccer expansion affect you coming to Sacramento? And he was like, well, you know, Major League Soccer is my ultimate goal. So, and I feel that, you know, the club is so close and that's where he kind of went into those Mm -hmm. comments so it was kind of in the context of like how did that attract you here Mm -hmm. um anyway it's a really good interview i don't think we should read too too much into it but it was a good sign that he had the i guess the confidence to be confident in his response if he maybe had got wind that it was not looking good maybe he's less confident i don't know that's that's just kind of our speculation last bit of news Las Vegas Lights FC have announced <laughs> that they are going to do a water balloon fight mm. either before or at halftime of one of their games. I think it's at halftime. I think it – I can't remember. I didn't really re- – I just saw the headline and was like, wow, I'm not even going to give this a click. Um, <laughs> wow. I I didn't have any other comment other than <laughs> Las Vegas is doing a water balloon fight. <laughs> it it kind of uh, speaks for itself. <laughs> they are – they're attempting a Guinness World Record Oh in, wow! like – for the largest water balloon fight in the world. Really? Yeah. We got to get to Vegas. Said, I, seriously. <laughs> it's all children under the... Oh, wait, wait. It's, yeah, it's everybody. Just come down to half. Come down to the field at halftime, and water b- balloons will be provided free of charge. The fight, commas, quotes, or whatever, will last a minimum of two minutes in an attempt to qualify for the potential world record. This is going to be like freaking... I, I'm trying to think of the most gruesome battle scene in history. Like hand-to-hand combat. Like, yeah. I don't know. World War One, like storming trenches. <laughs> yeah, you're just like gonna be punching people with water balloons. I, I have a question. Like, what's gonna be the state of the field after this? They have to have a a place that they're doing it, not on the pitch, or else it's just gonna be an absolute. Where disaster. else would it? It's just gonna be, be in, in a, the stands. I, or, I don't think so. Because then, then you're just gonna be wet. wet. Yeah. A parking lot. But it lot? says it says come down to the field. Entering the field. What? At halftime, maybe they'll put tarps down or something. I don't There's know. no way, dude. This is such a bad idea. This is a I terrible. As a I player, as a player, I'm reading this going. I'm gonna so our field's gonna be trash yeah. with all these water balloon, little plastic water balloon pieces all wait, over the field. Wait, who are they playing? Because that matters. Because maybe it's just like a team they have no chance of beating. Does it say the date? It has to say the date. Yeah. Uh, For what? What team? Portland Timbers too. I mean, that, that matters. They're yeah. bel- but they're. Portland Timbers and Vegas off. are right, no, that's right a, next yeah, to each other. Yeah. Like they're they're battling for that last playoff spot. That's a what huge. Are you doing? That's a big game. You can't be doing that. What is this? Uh, oh, final statement from the uh, owner and CEO of, La- of the Lights. 
scoring goals and setting world records. Just another day for Lights FC. Oh, That's and then he crap. goes on. And then he goes on. Water <laughs> never hurt anyone. The fans are going to enjoy it, and our field could oh, use it. Oh, they are going to do it on the field. Our field could use Your it. Your field could use some hazardous plastic. You're right. Yeah. You better be the smartest person in the I, world. How much do they average as far as fan attendance? It's it's like up there. Four thousand, five thousand. That's like I mean, it's good. That's like for, it's good. Yeah. That's a. I can look record. it. Up. I'll look it up right now. While you guys keep talking. My, that is four thousand people throwing water balloons on each other. Because you don't. Okay. Well, maybe a couple people. The vast majority of that number is going to be like, yeah, I want to throw some water balloons. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would be in the stands. I, w- I would not. I would. Like, rush I don't even like field. it at Sacramento when they're like. To your feet, Sacramento! Like, right before the game, that annoys me. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this this is do. actually a little surprising. Okay. Las Vegas Lights are fifth in the league in attendance. <sighs> wow. 7,898 fans is their average on Dude. 11 home games. That is up by about 600 from last year. Mm. Bro, that is a lot Things of water. Can you guess the top four above them? Sacramento. Um, Number three. Um, uh, Sacramento. Phoenix. Nope. No. Oh, wow. There are... Oh, I don't even know. There's or, one more in the Western Conference and two in the Eastern Conference. Louisville. Sorry. Louisville is number I, I four. Didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. They at 8,500. Red Bulls? Nope. Uh, they get like two fans. I don't even know. I don't even know. Dude. Indy 11 is number two oh. at 10,794. Uh, is it another... Is it another... It's a West Coast team. This oh, is man. tricky. Uh, I think I do is know. Is it a I think top I team? I think I do know. It's... They're in the playoffs. Can yeah. I guess? Can I guess? Sure. New Mexico. Yes. Yes. Uh, Thirteen thousand two hundred and ninety-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we See? average? Like 11. we average ten thousand four hundred this season. Okay. Not sellouts. Did you notice that? Yeah. Did yeah. you notice how it, like every season passes? Like oh, another sellout for Sacramento. Yeah. Hasn't been. Yeah. So. So. Anyway, that's the news. Interesting fact. That's the news. Just wanted to. It's the tea. Um. That's yeah. the tea, everybody. Now on to what I am so excited to talk about. Mm. Scott, what's next? We're going to do a Colorado Springs switchback review because Sacramento won 4-0. to it, To say that Sacramento dominated this game would just be accurate. I, yeah. It's yeah. not an understatement or overstatement. They just did. Um, Thomas Edevoldson, two goals on his debut. Here's my question. Is he the answer that we have been searching for at Stryker? Yes or no? Oh, baby, it's been one game, but yes, baby. <laughs> oh, my. He was like... as. He scored two goals. The man, and we've said this about other players, the man could have at least scored two more. He could have had four goals on the night. And they were good chances, too. Like, they were good shots. Right. Like, often, like, we talk about maybe, like, Blackwood. Oh, he could have scored. He could have scored at least but another couple. But he didn't because he messed up. Yeah. It was a bad shot. Or it was Benilla. a bad touch. It was yeah. bad something. You know, something went wrong. That is not the case here. It was a couple really, really good saves. Uh, by the Colorado Springs goaltender. 17 years old. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Yeah. He's a child. He looks like it, too. He's he, a, he can't looks buy like cigarettes. a kid. He was Forget very alcohol. Short, <laughs> can't buy cigarettes. Can't even yeah. buy cigarettes. Well, actually, I think actually, he's 21 now. Well, I don't it? know what it is in Colorado. Colorado's probably like, oh, 15? You're probably old. <laughs> you're, good. you're good to go. Uh, um, but, oh, dude. So, I was sitting. Me and Nolan were watching it at my yeah. house. I was so excited. I had to watch that at 11 p.m. Oh, in, in, in New, uh Well, New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, New Jersey. That was fun, actually, because everyone was asleep, so I didn't feel bad like I was missing out on anything. Anyway. You're just... Yeah. Okay, so um, Sacramento is third in chances created in the Western Conference, but they are tied for ninth in goals per match. Yeah. Do we think this goes up now, the goals per match, now that Anna Volson's here? 
I am cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. So I remember... I need to be more cautious. The, the Tulsa, <laughs> the 6-0 thrashing of Tulsa at home, I remember we were like, this is it. Bonomo's got a brace. Cameron Owasa put yep. two in. Like, we're finally on the upswing. And I said, yeah. like, I remember my thoughts being, that's great. But Tulsa was a team that we should have and had to beat in order to be, like, considered a viable football team. The switchbacks for me is the same deal. It, nothing less than a 2-3-4-0 victory would have sufficed in this game. So am I glad that we got the job done or that Sacramento got the job done? Absolutely. Was I blown away by the efficiency of Thomas Innovolson? Yes, 100%. He's an amazing player. His first goal, the way that he just nudged that ball back into into his stride uh-huh. um, and just finished it with the like greatest precision. Class. Yeah, just a phenomenal play. Finished play. it like, like a goal scorer. Yeah. I am... So I, I'm encouraged by that performance, and I'm excited to see how they stack up against one of the best teams in the West, which we'll talk about later, but Phoenix in, the, in this next game. Over, under, nine and a half goals for the season for, for Sacramento, Thomas Edwardson. So he has over, to score. under, nine and a half? Yeah, are you going to take over or under nine and a half goals? So I, I put it so as seven No, 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 you put it at a, as a half, so that way it, if you choose under... Oh. You can choose nine. If you choose over, it's ten. Okay. So over, under, nine and a half. Well, he's at two. And so there's what? Two, uh, Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen games left. Yeah. No, would, it's, it's less than that. I. Because we played 20. Played, it's 11 games. Sorry. Because we played 23 and there's 34 games. Okay. So he needs to average like 0.8 goals a game. I think it's, it's, within, it's within his reach. I, he's a quality so there, enough player to do There's that. only one more team that we play that's in like that bottom trash yeah. bracket, which is... <clears throat> Uh, Tacoma. Oh yeah. I Every other team is like tr- battling for the playoffs. Yeah. Or I, in the playoffs. Yeah, and because of that fact, I think Sacramento is going to play uh, a bit more cautiously, and he's not going to get as many chances against top teams. Like, so you're going to take the under. I'm going to take under. So you're going to you're going to say he's going to score nine or less goals. Right. What, what about you, Zach? I I am taking the over. Uh, okay. Hey. Maybe I need to be less optimistic here. But, like, I think it's a great point you bring up that game with Bonomo where he had the brace. What I saw in this game was a different player, though. Yeah. He conducts himself like a striker. He conducts himself like a goal scorer. And he has the talent and the experience to just score consistent goals. And Scott just brought it up. We're third in the league for chances, okay? In so the Western Conference. In, in Yeah, my bad. I said league. In the Western Conference. We're third in the Western Conference in chances. When we play big teams, it's not that we're not getting chances. Okay, we're just not finishing them. I think that any Volson, I'm pretty optimistic here. I know I probably should be more cautious, but I think he, he really could be the answer to finishing those chances, and I would give him the over. Okay, so I I think he's a really good passer. So now I'm going to phrase the question slightly different. All right. We'll answer it and then we'll move on to other things within this game. Over under 15 and a half goals and assists rest goals of the season. Assists. For um for in, Anna in 11 games hmm. or in 12 games with goals and assists, 15 with two goals and zero assists as it stands. Yeah. I'd have to say under. Not because he's not a great player. I just don't think Sacramento is going to be set up to go and bang in three or four every game. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Um, is 15? Yeah, over, under 15 and a half. So, 
I mean, if you're saying he's going to score more than he's going to score ten goals or more, yeah, I'm saying ten. I I can see him hitting ten. I can. So it would be eight more. So he'd need eight goals in eleven games right. to hit that. To hit that, he would also need eight he would goals, need six assists to or, go to do the over ten goals, four assists, something or, like that. Know, yeah, yeah, what yeah. have you? Hold it. Um, yeah, I don't think I can't see us scoring. So that many, I can see him hitting ten though. So for him to hit, to score eight goals in eleven games, I can see it happening. I I am optimistic to like, yeah, that's possible. Just because I think there's players on this team. When you look at, um, you look at like Kevin Aliman, you look at Sam Warner. Those are guys that want to distribute the ball, want to get people like Andy Volson in a scoring position. So I think that it's possible he hits eight, even though he's a good passer. I don't. I don't. I'd have to go under on fifteen, just because. Yeah, maybe he's a good passer. I don't see him getting that many assists. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? Or I think overcompensating it, for goals. I'll be the one that takes the over because the guy that he's going to be passing to is either Sam Warner or Cameron Wasso. Okay. So those guys can finish. Um, all right, let's move on. Speaking of Kevin Aliman, we just mentioned him. He had two assists in this game. Played and he played well against Vegas the, the game prior. Mm-hmm. Do we think he's maybe becoming the answer on the right wing? It's just kind of been a rotating cast of guys. It has been. Do we think maybe he's showing something as his kind of he kind of inverts in on the from the the, the wing to central and he let Jordan McRae bomb up on the on the right? Do we think that maybe him moving centrally and kind of becoming another playmaker alongside Awasa, being able to play balls in? He slips balls in mm-hmm. just through the lines. Do we think that that's going to be the answer for Sacramento for the rest of the season? I think it's going to be just because we've uh, loaned out Elliot Horde to Hartford Athletic. I don't know if we covered that in the previous podcast. He's gone until um, the end of the season. Yeah, we can recall good. him up until the, the mm-hmm. roster The, wa- the roster freeze in September. Yeah. Um, and so he's not going to be an option. I really don't think I, – I, I genuinely believe Blackwood's that. gone. Blackwood is also yep. in, at St. Louis. Congrats to yeah. Tyler Blackwood. He, he will not be there when the MLS comes. Loaned out or transferred out? He's gone. He's yeah, transferred he's gone. out of here. Um, and – also, we haven't seen Bijev much on the right. Yeah, I think we've lost. I think the manager, Elliot. Simon, we haven't like, seen much Bijev. of the new guy, uh, Formella, Dier- at all. Yeah. yeah, He's been subbed in tw- tw- two or three times. Yeah. He's only been here three weeks. Two two weeks? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. And I also don't think that we need a player with as much attacking flair on the right if we have a guy like Anna Volson playing up top with and Cam. Werner on the left and Cameron Nawasa in the hole behind him. Yeah. So, um I see Kevin Aleman as a safe and very dependable option on the right wing. Which I'm happy with, yeah. Yeah, I I think he is dependable in that he sees passes, I think, better than anyone else that we have that plays on the right. Um, and he's not afraid to be a bit dribbly. He does lose possession sometimes. He's not the fastest player, so tracking back to cover Jordan McCrary, who bombs forward, is a, a mm, concern. Good point. But that's why you have maybe a central midfielder that just knows, hey, you have to cover... When Jordan goes up, you have to stay back. That Whether that's Hayden Jaime Partain. or Hayden Partain or Skundrich or whoever it is, they just know they have to track back. Yeah. And Hayden Partain is definitely that type of player yeah. that can do that. But can, can I just say this? I didn't put this in my notes, but I felt it during the game. And now reading this interview with Todd Donovan, the general manager, I think that Sacramento has finally found their identity. They, in this interview, um, when asked about how this season has gone, uh, Todd Donovan said, we had to really look in the mirror and do some self-examination. That's why you've seen so many transfers. And I think that 
if I'm kind of reading between the lines, I think there was maybe a hard conversation between Donovan and uh, Simon Elliott to say, hey, we don't really have a playing style. That's not how Sacramento wants to operate. We need to really hone in on the type of style of offense that we want. Defensively, we've still been good. We've just been maybe a little bit unlucky or I, I don't know like we just have we haven't been the top top team in the west but we're still good mm. defensively it's offensively we haven't had much of an identity but now with Aliman cutting in and having a dynamic forward uh playing above Cameron Awasa I, I think we're seeing a bit more of the style that Sacramento wants to play I think this team is going to be set up to possess slightly more i think they're going to be set up to play the ball on the ground a lot more um and i I think that we're also going to be set up to have two guys in the middle of the field that are good passers and good shooters before it's felt like we've either had cameron awasa underneath who's a good passer good shooter and the person up top not so good. Or you put Cameron up top, and then there's nobody underneath him to get him the ball. Yeah. Now that we have two guys, I think this team wants to put the ball in the middle of the field, on the ground, and pass through the middle to create chances. If that doesn't happen, then you have people on the wings, Sam Werner or Jordan McCary coming up, that can get balls in, get service in, and then also Juan Barahona can cut in centrally and do things. Kevin Aliman can cut in centrally. Like, there could potentially be two forwards and Kevin Aliman and Juan Barahona or Sam Warner. There could be three or four or five guys in the middle of the field trying to get on the ball, connect passes, and create shots with one or two players on the wings as support. I feel like we finally have that identity going into this home stretch of the season where it's going to matter the most. And I know Phoenix is probably looking at Sacramento – saying, mm, we're not as concerned as we have been in the past because Sacramento is not having as good of a season. But I think maybe they need to be a little bit more concerned, especially when we consider that Mitchell Tanner and Matt Mahoney had such a good night they did. passing through the lines we talked about. I just mentioned how we want to keep the ball on the ground. They did that very well. Specifically, Mahoney impressed me a lot, how he was able to pick his head up and see a midfielder show for space and get him the ball. So um, I think we finally have that identity and we have the players to play that style. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit of work to get there, but we finally have the roster to do it. I agree. Uh, just sitting here talking about their performance on that night, I think we, for the first time, I felt like we were as, actually talking about players uh, playing in their intended way. Like Cameron Awasa has always just been it feels like this season we've just been asking him to literally put the ball on a dime for whoever is playing up top and he didn't do he was getting the ball to uh Enivelson, but it wasn't like the prettiest pass or the best um you know the best service or it, it just feels like we're playing guys in the position that they're intended to play finally yeah 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 i think that's a good point i having um Cameron Wassa play that kind of attacking mid central forward sort of role um, is perfect for his playing style, but we haven't necessarily seen the fruit of it 
this season because he's kind of had to do it all. You know, he's had to kind of overcompensate um, in a lot of different areas, and Andy Volson provides relief there for him so that he can just kind of do his thing and sit in that attacking mid center forward role and uh and and just be a yeah a complimentary player and then also be a goal scorer just like just be himself you know and, and really thrive in that role um instead of having to play that kind of attacking mid and also a striker role all at the same time this is just not possible for one man so it's yeah, yeah it's very exciting yeah scott real quick you were mentioned the center backs really uh Passing well, I, I I guess you explained that you did explain that with uh, Mercury getting the ball on the ground to a midfielder showing showing for it. But what would, I didn't notice that in the game. So what did what was that like looking like for you? Like can you recall an instance like in a build up to a goal or something that we can go back and look to? Or well, I don't know about a build up to play? a. I mean, I assume that it probably happened in a build up to a goal. Yeah. But I just remember multiple times, specifically Matt Mahoney having the ball at his feet. With not a lot of pressure, yeah. so maybe that had something to do with it. But he was just able to pick his head up and find <clears throat> a player beyond that first line of defense. Mm-hmm. So we weren't just cycling possession as Cross Sacramento has done years past, where it's just fullback, center back, center back, fullback, <laughs> center back, center back, fullback, center back, center back, full. And you just kind of cycle, cycle, cycle. Yeah. And you have 50, 60% possession, but there's not a lot of chance creation where. This was, okay, our center back has the ball. Let's put the ball into the middle of the field on the feet of Villarreal or Partain or Awasa or Aliman, who had moved centrally. Get the ball to the guys that are actually really good at passing Mm -hmm. and can make something happen. That happened so much more this game than I feel like any other game so far this season. Hmm. And I hope it happens a lot this coming game against phoenix rising yes so phoenix rising fc we are going facing off against phoenix in phoenix on saturday night friday um, friday night dollar beer night baby yeah yeah, yeah it's a friday, friday night. night how could you forget uh, i didn't Dude, know i just assumed it was saturday yeah so we just Sports watched history yeah we just watched a budweiser mockumentary <laughs> about <laughs> phoenix's 13-0-0 win streak on dollar beer night in phoenix We'll so, put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put the we'll put the link in our in our posts. But um, yeah, they haven't lost a game on beer night in three years. That to me is a scary statistic. So, I don't do know. you want and a scarier statistic is that last dollar beer night, which I think was oh, last yeah. week. Yeah, they sold twenty thousand beers to seven. There were seven thousand fans. fans in attendance. And some of those had to be kids. Yeah. So it wasn't 7,000 people that were drinking. It was like... It was probably like... 6,800, 6,700. Or, or maybe less, like 6,000. Yeah, 6,000. That's like three and a half beers per adult. That's yeah. got to be a loud stadium. Yeah. I w- well, I was reading the ESPN article, and they, were, they, they interviewed a player, and he's like, it's insane. Like, everybody's hammered. Like, I t- go to take a corner, and I literally have guys, like, screaming in my ear. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. The what is going and- on, like, just west or just east of Cal... No. Yeah, just east of California. There's like Vegas, like having yeah, this know, giant like water, balloon fight. water balloon fight. Yeah. The People Rapids. in Phoenix are just getting hammered. And the Rapids had free underwear night. Yeah. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Colorado has free underwear night. Sacramento, where are you at? The switchbacks yeah. have free underwear. Yeah, 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 I want yeah, some yeah. free underwear. I want Did a I dollar beer. Yeah, you said the Rapids. Oops, MLS, wrong, wrong one. Uh, yeah, it's weird. We need to get something cool. We had like dogs on the pitch one day. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Speaking of horrible uh, pitch conditions. Anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so Phoenix, they're in all seriousness, they're a very, very talented team. They're, um, they're also going on a 13 and 0 win streak right now in the 2019 USL season. So 13 wins on the bounce. Eight of no, sorry, seven of those no, sorry, six of those have come in on the road, which is really hard to do in the USL to go and win six straight yeah. road games in a row. Um, that to me is impressive. Uh, they play a very attacking 4-3-3. If you remember, they didn't have the greatest start to the season. They had two 3-3 draws in their first two games and then uh, started losing some games. At some point, I think they were 12th or 13th on the, in the West. Yeah, I think they, they had like they started the season like no wins, three or four draws, yeah. and one or two losses or something like that. And it was like the narrative was like, oh, the wheels have come off. Yeah. They spent all these mon- this money on players, and it's just not working. Yep. And remember, mm. they went to the USL final last year and were beat by Louisville City FC. So, and um, I believe our own Nolan I Gerlach it. on the on the pod predicted. While they this. were sucking, it's like, I, hey, now let's be patient. Yeah, they were in my like two or three. Two yeah, or three you, you your danger rankings. Yeah. You were like, yeah, they, you got to respect the the reigning yeah, my, Western Conference my, champion. My reasons weren't very good. My only reason was that they had won the West last year, and I was like, you gotta you gotta <laughs> give them the nod. But anyway, whatever. Whatever I said there was true because they're looking hot. Um, they play with a pretty deadly front three, if you look at it. Solomon Asante playing on the right wing. Jun- uh, Junior Flemings is on the left. And Adam John playing centrally in that striking position. Um, I listened to a podcast uh, of an interview with Adam John that was just published today. Um, and and what Adam John said was that Solomon Asante is really the key to that attacking front three. So... He says it's so wonderful being a uh, player that plays more centrally. Having Asante divert, having, they call him solo, having him, Solomon Asante, uh, divert so much attention from the fullbacks and the center backs that he, they leave essentially the middle wide open um, for Adam John to put in goals. So Adam John's on 11 goals for the season, one of which has come from a penalty, and Asante's on 18 goals on the season, eight of which have come from a penalty. So they're both um, on equal footing with regards to goals scored in open play. Um, so very, very good players. Junior Flemings is also fantastic. Um, I don't know a whole... I haven't done a whole lot of work on their on their midfield and back four, but... So it was kind of... Their, their, their center backs at the beginning of the season were kind of one of the problems. They were mm-hmm. kind of rotating guys until they got comfortable. Their fullbacks love to get forward. Their right back loves to cut infield. Loves mm-hmm. to cut infield. Um, their midfield at times has been rotated because of international duties and, and things like that, but they play with kind of a true number six and two number eights because their front three is so good. They don't need to push a midfielder forward, but they do in possession. They'll, one of those midfielders will push forward. Mm-hmm. And Solomon Asante will play on the right wing, but he kind of moves around. He and Flemings will switch. Sometimes you'll see Asante kind of playing a number 10 role. Mm-hmm. Um it just kind of depends on how he can get on the ball the best. So for for my analysis, I said we have to shut down Solomon Asante. If you shut down, as Nolan was saying, like if you, he's the key. If you take him out, you know, not the whole thing crumbles, but they're a lot easier to beat. And then Zach said, and Junior Flemings. And it's right. I mean, he's right. Like he's a Jamaican international. He was just at the Gold Cup. He's a good player. You, you have to be wary. You got to respect him. You have to, yeah, you have to respect him. And then Zach also wrote, and Adam John. And I was kind of like, well, I don't know necessarily. But Adam no John, one's right. He's like, got 11 goals. He's got 11 goals on the season, and he hasn't 
played in as many games. I think he was hurt for the first six. Or he seven was games. hurt. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, something like that. And then he, you know, kind of had lost his spot because the other guy was there, but they weren't really playing that well. So then he came back. So anyway, you really do have to be wary of their front three. The dangerous front three. I don't know if this means Sacramento plays five at the back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But the game's, also, the game's also the game's also on the road, right? Yeah, it's on the road because it's dollar beer night. So if you do switch things up, this this would be the game that it would make sense because you're on the road against the best attack. You're expected in to the lose. league. Yeah, you're expected to. If Sacramento gets a draw, I'd be yeah, fantastic. Static. Yeah. You break two diff- two different win streaks: beer night win streak and league win streak. A three year win streak. Yeah, that's and crazy. Th- yeah. So that being said, Reno just lost four to two this past to Phoenix this past Friday to Phoenix. Uh-huh. And Reno actually played pretty well. Yeah, you watched. Yeah, I watched that game. Yeah. So, what we're saying is Phoenix is a juggernaut. Okay, <laughs> they're a very, very good team. So we're running out of time here. I just want to gauge how we're feeling. Do we think that Sacramento has a has no chance, some chance, a good chance, or a great chance at getting a win? Hmm. I think there's a good chance, honestly. I- I am generally the cautious one, but I'm optimistic going into this game. Sacramento did draw 0-0 to Phoenix at Papa Murphy's Park. Granted, Phoenix were still uh, struggling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had some growing pains to get to get over with. But um, Sacramento has strengthened in the past week, two, week and a half, um, immensely. They have a fantastic striker. Um, we've talked about him all podcast long. We have a pretty decent goalie, um, like an MLS starter last year. Which we yeah. haven't even mentioned yet. Bobby Shuttleworth, he was on even on he was like kind of in the, the honorable honorable mention for uh, team of the week. He yeah. was like on the bench or yeah. whatever. So he's he's well, a fanta- he well. he's a fantastic yeah. player. He really didn't have to do much. No, he did this past week, but yeah. I, he has experience. I trust him back there to to do something amazing when watch watch going. him watch when the ball is at his feet. Yeah. Every time you take a step up in level, players get better with the ball at their feet, no yeah. matter what position they are. So like Premier League, goalies are amazing with the ball at their feet. So he was at his Major League Soccer for so long. I'm curious to see how his distribution out of the back is. I think that is really going to help Sacramento. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I said good chance for those reasons. Okay. What about you, Zach? No chance, some chance, good chance, or great chance. At a win? At a win. I, I feel I fall somewhere between no chance and some chance. For a win. I think there is definitely some chance that we can get a draw out of this. Um, I would say there's I would say there's a there's a there's a decent chance that we can come out of this game one one. Okay. Yeah. They they are able to score a goal on us. Maybe so maybe. All right. This is my prediction. Okay. Okay. We're able to score a relatively early goal. All right. We go up one nothing. And if we're able to do that, that's a good sign for the Sacramento because when we get scored on first, we freak out. So if, if we're able to score one goal relatively early, I think we'll be able to hold them enough enough okay. to only scoring once on us. And we can end this game at a 1-1 draw, end the streaks. I give us a good chance at being able to do that. But you're saying if we get scored on first, it, if we get scored on no first, it's gone. There's no chance that we win. No chance that we draw. There's no chance that we win. There's no chance we draw. 
against anybody. And this is Phoenix. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that as a point of reference, last year Sacramento won 3-1 to one at Phoenix. It came from an early goal. I remember that game, yes. Cameron yeah. Wassa just a long ball over the top, took it off his chest, scored it. And then Sacramento went up 2-0. Or sorry, yeah, Sacramento went up 2-0. Phoenix pulled one back. And then Wilson Nishaw had a late counter. Just sp- sprinted past everyone and was able to score. I don't know if that is how Sacramento wants to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's necessarily shown to be a strength of Sacramento. I think if Sacramento is successful in this game, if we are able to win this game, it's going to be because we are able to shut down their counterattacks. Solomon and Asante, those forward front three are so good at counterattacking that if we're able to take that away, then we're just limiting limiting them to creating something in possession. Mm which I think Sacramento has shown to be very good Strength at not allowing teams yes. to create good chances while Sacramento is sitting back in their block of four center backs and five midfielders. So if we're able to shut down their counter, that's what I think is going to be the key marker for Sacramento's success. On the other side, then Sacramento has to be successful on counterattacks themselves because Phoenix is very good at shutting down counters. So that is my kind of analysis. I think it is actually a good chance. I'm with Nolan. I think it's a good chance that we win because I, I don't know. I just have a I just have this feeling that Sacramento might sneakily surprise Phoenix. I I think that Phoenix is thinking nothing can beat us. We're going to go out and score two, three goals every game. And I just think Sacramento is actually poised to upset them. Can I get a goal prediction from you, Scott? No. A yeah. S- a score prediction? I don't like doing that because I just think it's arbitrary. It, it is arbitrary, but if you want one, I'll give it to you. I think Sacramento wins this game. It's probably going to be 1-0. I think it's going to be getting a goal and then just sitting back and saying, you're not going to do anything against us. You're going to have to rip a shot from 38 yards out and be amazing. So that's my prediction. Nolan? I'd say Phoenix is too good not to score, so you'd have to say at least 2-1 if Sacramento wins. Okay. Yeah. It's something we don't normally do, but I think we're playing Phoenix, you know? It's an exciting week. Yep. Hey, let's have some fun. What happens if we got it right? Ooh. Nothing. <laughs> I, get, I get Zach's diseased hat. <laughs> My hat is up. So I can burn it. All right. Well, we are out of time here. Unless you guys have any last news or notes that you want to say. I love this game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there it is again. I love it. Why do I even ask? Okay. Well, as always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.